0: All right, uh, hey Scott, how are you? I'm good, George. It's it's good to good to hear your voice, and I know I've been away for a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, it seems like forever. Not that Podcast Land would know that, because thanks to you, we've had some great episodes in between. But it's good to be back in studio, unmasked, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like a new George Unmasked. Yes, George Unmasked. <laughs> hey, you may have an idea there. There we go. Uh, Curiously George Unmasked, something like that. That's great. Um, but yes, guys, I am here. Uh, I am going solo today. Well, not solo, because Scott's here. And we have a very uh, special guest, an act- uh, a friend of mine from a long time ago, and we've always... Stayed in touch, but we've recently reconnected even more. Um, And I'm very, very happy to introduce T.H. Irwin, the co-founder of The X Experts. Um, the X experts podcast is up and running, so we'll talk more about that later in the show, but, um, yeah, it's It's a a great great name for a podcast, great name. And that's coming from a professional, which I love. Um, so yes, the X experts podcast, and we're going to explain what that all means, but first let's welcome TH to the show. Very nice to see you
1: nice to see you guys thanks for having me
0: absolutely absolutely and uh just just for a frame of reference for everybody out there um th and i met in college and we met in college the way friends meet so there was no scandal um we actually met through <laughs> yep yeah, well you know how college can be you yes. know the you were george you from
1: campus hill george
0: that's right i was george you were from-
1: campus hill george that's right. you were famous in college
0: <laughs> the last you had two years with
1: all the good apartments at school.
0: I, huh. I did have the hookups. That's true. I that's did. another episode. We'll have, we have to delve into that one. <laughs> yes, we can. We, Apartment we, hookups. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can delve into that uh, for sure. Um, but yes, yeah, so TH and I are friends from Syracuse University, and we've stayed in touch after that. And I'm certainly not going to tell her story. I'll let her her chime in with, you know, after we graduated, what what started happening and I have a feeling um, you're going to learn quite a lot from this conversation. So let's get started. Um, Let's kick off with no TH let's kick off like right after we're all in New York city. Pretty much. I was, I came a little bit later, but we're all in New York city.
1: So George was like the myth and the legend at Syracuse, Campus George, yeah. and then Campus George came to life because the guy I was dating was very close friends with Campus George. Yes. So I met Campus George, um, Campus Hill, yes, and um, <laughs> I mean we all just we had so many great times in New York City. Yep. And do you remember going to Arlington National Cemetery? I- <laughs> going to DC. <laughs> on that weekend trip we like <laughs> ran across arlington because there was a slight urgency did you yep. streak issue.
2: arlington oh gosh no no no
1: <laughs> oh no no okay, um,
2: i thought that's where you were going we,
1: we just i just remember all those years just laughing and going out and we didn't nothing was complicated right? right we went to work and then we just wherever we went we had we had a great time so um Yeah, that George was uh, always—he was always the reliable friend there with like this great smile. Mm -hmm. And uh, so then you know, life happened. Yeah. And things go zigzag, but I got married to that guy that I was dating, and George was in my wedding party.
0: I was indeed top hat and all. All right, top hat
1: and tails. Yes, top
0: hat and tails. Classy.
1: It was a great wedding. I do have to say, yeah. I think I didn't have a single drink and I danced all night. So two, those two together is an uncommon combination. <laughs>
2: Absolutely.
1: Um, and so I was married, had kids, George was always a part of our lives, came in and out, moved out of the city. And, um, yeah, three kids later, Yeah, eight, six and four. Yep. My marriage was a nightmare, complete yep. disaster. Uh, probably four years before that, it started before I got this awesome call that let me out the door of that life and into my new life now. Yep. Um, and, uh, and now I'm just happy as can be super happily divorced. Yep and uh and life is good but i feel like i did when we were hanging out in the city i feel like i did when we were in college life is more complicated but complicated but it's still just i feel good i feel that's good. great
0: that's great and and i'm not one to go back and look back but i do want to just highlight a couple things like and it's it's looking from the outside it's so easy to be like god i can't believe that happened like everything was so this and everything was so that and i'm sure you had people that when you initially told them or when they heard what happened they would say like i don't understand everything was this and everything was that because i just remember you know there was the apartment which was fun when you guys moved in there was the wedding the apartment the dog like it was it was just good times and 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 those times were really good and genuine because you can't really predict you know the future and what happened. Um, certainly not. <laughs> like some of
1: you guys probably could have predicted it. <laughs> you know, it's Maybe. listen,
0: listen. It's always easy to connect dots looking back. That's the right. one thing. And right. it, and and if anything, all you look back for is to connect those dots so that it informs how you move forward, right? So you, you learn That's from that and right. go forward. Um, what I find really amazing about this is the um, is the lack of. You're not, and and this is something. Uh, again, we'll get to the XXs and how that came to be. But even right now, um, and and as I've always known you, there's never been that victim piece. There's never been the, the victim as a part of your personality. Now, do you get that from mom, from dad, from your? You know, I, I met. I think both your grand. Yeah, I met both your grandmothers. So, and mm-hmm. and they're both very tough ladies. So in a good mm-hmm. way. So like, you've never, you've never seemed to have that. And even now I, I sense absolutely zero victim, zero bitterness. Like give us a little more background on that.
1: Yeah, it wasn't. Um, yeah. My parents were tough. My grandparents were tough. So yep. that's how my parents were tough. There was very little room for sympathy, few excuses. I mean, honestly, I would love to have had a little bit of that. For my kids, sure. we're in the world of entitlement now. Like, kids should get everything. There's no reason why you can't yell at your mom, and you know, like there were rules, you know, and there were standards, and yeah. there were things that you had to rise to. And um, yeah, I, I I had to FFIO. Am I allowed to curse on this?
2: Yeah, go ahead.
1: <laughs> Fucking figure it out. <laughs> You got a problem? Yep. FFIO. Yep. That's what you got to do. Yep. So it, I didn't have that term against it back in the day, but I, that's how I label it now. Sure. Um, I, yeah, my brain just doesn't work that way. I, yeah. I, my kids don't like it cause I don't always feel bad. Right. You know, they call me for everything. So which amazes me because I am not like a, Oh my God, what are we going to do? Like,
0: Warrior, Right. But you but do right, have,
1: take but and all, you'll be all right. You yeah, and
0: you do have, but you do have, it, it's, it's like you have sympathy and obviously a lot of empathy. It's just your approach on when, when people come at you with something just it's, I, I don't know if it's something, a shield that you've built up metaphorically or what it is, but it just kind of deflects and you get the vibration. You're like, okay, what does this feel like? What does this mean? And then you, you, that's just how I read it. And then you make a move.
1: Yeah, I I kind of, I'm pretty much up to almost any challenge. Yeah. Um, Career-wise, I've had to change my career two and three times. Yeah. And I was presented with an opportunity to start an events division at a regional media company. That's after being unemployed because, you know, the company imploded that I was working for. Right. So I was like, I got three kids. I could do this. There was never a question that I couldn't do it and ultimately i generated half a million dollars in new revenue for them yep. and then was hired by a national media company and then my events went global i mean global sorry national national <laughs> global <laughs> for me within the us yeah <laughs> um, yep. but national and and people are like oh my god that's so amazing for me i feel like i don't give myself enough credit sometimes <laughs> Like, that's really freaking cool.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, it was my idea. It's my whole everything, the marketing, the sales, the whole thing. And, and I scaled it across the U.S. Right. And but I I don't I don't give myself enough credit. Like I said, I don't think that I'm entitled to anything. I don't think I think I have to work for everything, which is sure. Why I don't feel like I'm ever a victim right i I have to work for what i need i have to work for what i want and so if i'm not happy in my marriage well i gotta turn it around if i'm not happy in my career i'm the only one who can make the difference for myself so i feel like subconsciously what you're talking about that that was kind of my motto without me knowing it
0: right and it sounds like and again i'm not trying to put words in your mouth it sounds like though that with the with all that confidence it's not so much that you think so much about yourself because I, I I think you're very modest. however, you can look back on those experiences and draw confidence from that that you know what I did that. So it's not so much it's not so much publicly like I did this and I did this and I, whenever because I know whenever I'm in a in a space where I get a little I don't know there could be some anxiety around me or I'm feeling a little you know the 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 knees are a little weak, whatever it is. I'm like, wait a minute, I you know, you know, I moved back, to, you know, when I moved to New York City, I lived on a couch for the first few months with, you know, a friend of ours from school. And then we finally found mm-hmm. our own, apartment. you know, I just remember the things that I did. And it's not so much that everybody needs to know that. But I use those moments to draw confidence, which takes me out of that that victim mentality.
1: Yeah, I think you and I are very much alike in that sense. Yeah. I mean, you've reinvented yourself multiple times. Your accomplishments yeah. are exceptional. Um, every time you and I connect every few years, I'm like, holy crap, that's what you're doing now? That's amazing. <laughs> and But you don't walk around feeling like everybody, you know, give me an applause. and walking right. down the street. I, yeah, I yeah. don't feel that way. But I feel that I am a good role model for my kids. I yeah. have friends who rely on me. I like being someone that people can rely on and, um, and guide in any way I can and not sound like a know-it-all.
0: Right, exactly. And and you had to go through some tough times to kind of get where you are too. And I think that's what some people forget. It's like, oh, look where you are now. That's so great. It's like, everybody has a story, you know? And, and I don't care who you are. Everybody has a story. All these, you know, now these days, I mean, hey, God bless. I mean, raising kids during social media, I, I don't know how you do it because I got to tell you. I mean, the self-esteem issues that must come across. I mean, it's incredible. And the and the thing is, half these people, more than half these people on Instagram, it's like they all have a story. You just don't know what it is. And And I find that the ones that scream something the loudest, whether they're at the nicest clubs or drinking the finest champagne are probably going back to like some studio apartment that they share with somebody else in a bunk bed. I don't know. You know what I mean? They're it's full d- of shit. Exactly. It's the same thing. It's like <laughs> all
1: the gossip around town, everybody who knows everything, yeah. they are so miserable in their lives that they have to like create this alt alternate personality yeah. to bump themselves up. The only, there there were a few good things about COVID, certainly not any of the health um, related stuff, but sure. the good things were, my kids actually went for walks with their friends yeah my son was riding his bicycle like back in the day the way we used to like yeah. go hang out in the park together there and like go. shoot the shit and you know whatever you know it just yeah. it, it was back to basics they were starving for social interaction and that did take them away from the social media because when you're locked in a room you know you got to get out so that was that was that was the only good thing. But I, you know, I've had I have had bumps in the road and I am a general generally a private person. Right. Um, but experts, right. I'm happy to share my story because the purpose of it is to pay it forward and make a difference for other people. I'm in a great space the, my my best friend who founded it with me is is in a great place. And it's time for us to share our stories to an extent, you know, still respecting our kids and our families. But there are people who need help. There are people who need support. Yep. I was yep. in a, a, in an awful marriage. I was four years for the divorce itself, so it was like eight years of first See, four years, what, like getting myself ready to walk out the door. So it and took then four, four years. years ago, wait a minute. Wait,
0: wait. So it was four years of you deciding what you wanted to do with what was going subconsciously, and then then it took four years for it actually to. Okay. And you don't have to go no. into only as much detail as you want, but I'm just like, you just, you started thinking it at a certain time because you just saw a signal. You felt, you know, you've got good instincts. So
1: it was a slow burn.
0: Okay. Got I it. wish
1: I could say it was a quick thing. Yeah, It was a slow burn. Okay. I had three kids under eight. Yeah. I was working and I had a husband who was MIA for multiple years. Okay, And so I was a single parent, but my dad always traveled. So I figured whatever that's common. He's working hard. You know, that card was being played a lot.
0: Sure. And sure.
1: I bought it because it was easier, but then uh, okay. you suppress everything because you're in survival mode. Yeah, You're just trying to get through the day, show up for your kids. I definitely, um, withdrew from my friends, withdrew from my, my social life, which is not like me. I love no, to have at all. parties and fun. And that's me. And I, I was not me. I was not any form of myself in any way. And then I got a phone call. And it was from the woman that he was with.
2: Incredible. And
1: I told her that day, as shocking as it was, even though I subconsciously knew what he was up to, I told her she saved my life that day. She literally gave me my ticket to freedom. I I had a way out. I wasn't the bad guy. So I wasn't going to be responsible yep. for moving on from from this marriage.
0: So she called you. Just, oh, like,
1: George. This is over cocktails happy hour okay. in, a, in a dark yeah, bar. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <can do> <laughs> okay. Okay. Got it. Got <laughs> it's it. It's a
1: lifetime series when my kids can't hear all the, the yes. gruesome details. But <laughs> yeah, she called me. Wow. And, uh, I I just I felt like I could breathe. I was one of the few you people felt- there, you know, I feel I don't know how many people are happy or sad for me having my freedom. I was suffocating in my marriage. Yeah. And I wasn't sure how to get out without feeling guilty for my kids. And look, it takes two to tango. Our marriage wasn't doing well. I know I contributed to that. Yep. But the extent that it went beyond that was definitely on him and so she opened my eyes to so much stuff and actually jessica's husband yep was with my ex in cahoots with their ladies yeah <laughs> so we found out within a week of each yep. other
2: wow and wow. we
1: had each other but she she has an amicable relationship with him she's since written a book with him yeah we my ex and i handle business which is a good thing that we can do that sure. we handle business we don't see each other there's you know, graduation, stuff like that. We work, we work through it and right. I show up as the best way I can after maybe one or two tequila shots.
0: Sure. And yeah. then I just, Loosen you know, up.
1: I make it happen. I make right. it work because cream rises to the top.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and so, so Jessica for everybody, um, Jessica is somebody that we met actually post call. I, I, I met her post-college. And
1: right, but she grad, she's a few years younger right, than us, right? So, right when she graduated, she was like in our group
0: because yep. I she, remember know, they were together. Yep, I remember. So, you guys obviously stayed in touch through all this, and then within a week of each other, you're like, okay, we're getting divorced. And then, let's talk a little bit about the relationship there now that now that your relationships changed with the, with your husbands how did your relationship change with Jessica and then kind of take us up to um this brilliant idea and, and what you're doing now
1: so we really feel that one of the best things that we quote unquote won in our divorces was one another we got go. each other yeah because her ex was my best friend in high school and then he dated her in college she got married at 23. She was a babe. Yeah. And he introduced her to me and we got, I got rid of him and I got rid of the other him and she got kind of rid of him, but we, we had each other. So we are each, we are the best gift out of that our divorces.
2: That's great.
1: Um, we've grown. I think that things that are so similar about us is how we show up for each other. We respect one and one another tremendously. We're very honest and not offended with each other's honesty. Um, we hug each other. There's no judgment. And uh, like, that's what makes friends last forever. It's unconditional. Correct. And that's kind of gone through. She was in a, you know, very high pressure broadcasting career. Yep. And, you know, my divorce took forever, but but we always had each other. Right. And We have just grown up together. We've grown, we've learned, we've shared stories, we've (laughs) therapied one another, that's the word. Yep. And, um, And we balance each other out really well. As much as we are alike, we are also very different. As you it, should be. When you interview her, she talks a mile an hour. Her volume is ten times <laughs> higher than mine. Her energy is three hundred times higher than mine. And I am a high energy girl.
0: Well, that's why you'll um, be on you'll be on with her. So there's gonna be balance.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> our friendship now is she's she's a soul sister. I mean, you can't just find a person like this in your life and I think what I've also done over the years is get rid of all the toxic people in my life, not just my ex, but there are lots of toxic people that come in and out of people's lives and chirp a bunch of BS in your ear. So
0: with that, for a second, sorry, with that, because I want to keep going with this, but Jessica was there for you. She was the best gift. I get it. How did other talk about toxicity? How did other people react though? Because when people get divorced, I do feel, and again, I haven't had this experience, However, I just can imagine that some people are super supportive, and then you have those that are like smiley supportive, but then just like rolling their eyes behind their back, and then there are others that are just they they do the stupid thing, which I think is like the whole choosing sides, whatever they just disregard somebody else you know it's all about this person, forget the other person and they and they become so polar, so I'm yeah. just curious on just some I of. think
1: that my situation is a little bit unusual because. Right. You're my friend.
0: That's right. I know.
1: But <laughs> I don't think Look, you really speak to him anymore. No,
0: I, we haven't I, spoken and, and, and I mostly, can't tell you how long.
1: I've adopted his friends. Correct. And most of everybody else was always my friend. Yeah. They were always my friend. And so people really stood by me. And honestly, I had people come out of the woodwork who I wasn't even friends with. THU, you, ha- you handle yourself like a lady. and And for me, I was like, Of course I'm going to have, you know, but these people were noticing stuff that I didn't realize that I was doing. I was going to birthday parties with my kids. I wasn't afraid to show up, but I do remember this one person came up to me. I went to our pool club for a day to just not talk to anybody. I didn't want to talk about divorce. I didn't want anyone to ask me questions. I needed a mental health day. Yeah. This guy walks in. There's no one else at the pool. Comes, sits next to me. He goes, so I hear you're getting a divorce. And what did he do? And how did this happen? And how'd you not know? And was where is she? <laughs> She's in town. <laughs> is she moving here?
0: Sounds like a gay guy. What happened? <laughs> no, but I was
1: like, are you effing kidding me right now? Yeah. Can you look around? Yeah. He didn't once say, are you okay? Yeah. How are the kids doing? Do you want me to, you know, I just wanted to check on you. looks like, you. you know, you got... He was just all about, like, give me the juice. Give me the juice. Tell wow. me what's up.
0: All right, I'm going to, gonna. I, I'm yeah, I, maybe he's straight, a, but I'm going to give him a beer and a compliment, Gay. That's what he is.
1: Yeah. 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 Yes. Give him a beer, but give him a compliment,
0: like, and then, sh- yep, there you go. Such a. <laughs> wow. So,
1: um, and then I think that for me also, like I, Jessica will tell you her story another time, but sure. she felt shame okay. because people knew what he was doing. And honestly, I know that a bunch of his friends who are my friends knew what my ex was doing. He was showing up with her and inviting some of the former guys out with her. And I know that one of them showed up and he was like, what's going on here? Yeah. It's like, oh, I want you to meet so-and-so. And And he goes, I'm not meeting her. Your wife's at home with the kids. Yeah. And so I just.
0: And for the record, I. All I knew you weren't about that guy no I wasn't that guy I, and y- yes I knew bits about Jessica's situation but no clue just for the record because that's that's when I started fading out because I was yeah. I was actually uncomfortable so
1: it is it is unco- it, it is uncomfortable, uncomfortable but I never felt shame about it I was like no she should be embarrassed exactly but I think that a lot of women do feel shame and embarrassment. Correct. I just felt like it just makes him look uglier. Yeah. I, I don't conduct myself in that manner. And the truth is he could have said, I want a divorce, you know, and then gallivant all you want. Exactly.
0: But it's this insecurity or it's this thrill. And, and in the end it comes down to ego. Right. And it's, it's, it's funny now from a, from a gay perspective, I look at it and it's like, it's always been about, well, Oh, the, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, it used to be, well, maybe she didn't keep a nice home or maybe she didn't do this. And I'm like, um, let's flip the switch. Maybe he wasn't man enough for her. Totally. (laughs) Like, you know, it's like, what, what, you, you got to flip the switch and look at the other side of it too. Um,
1: Yeah. I mean, we did, we did a podcast earlier today and, and the man is, is a, a divorce coach only for men because there's tons of stuff for women, but very little out there for men. And You know, he was saying how men are always, you know, shocked when their wife comes to them and says, you know, I want a divorce or whatever. They're like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yep. What you didn't like that I like totally shamed you and disrespected you. You have a problem with that? (laughs) You know, like, well, how do you not know this? You know, and also like bad mouthing your ex and and stuff like that. Like that's another thing. So I didn't do any of that. No. And that's why that woman thought I was lady, and that's why I don't think I lost friends, but I did still have people in my life who I just felt like I can't listen to your BS. Right, you're, 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 I can't take any more noise. I gotta maybe I didn't eliminate them, but I definitely pushed them away for my own, you know, health.
0: Yeah, and one thing I want to touch on before we get right into you and Jessica and, and how you guys brought this to life is on the friendship thing. You know, it's interesting because it's true it's like we are friends so and i've always felt this way and it's weird i've had other people in my life that yeah, are still kind of friends but there was always a claim like i remember they would, people would introduce me to other people and then if i started hanging out with them more it's like well you only met them because of me and it's my friend and whenever i used to get that i used to just deal with it and now that i've gotten you know slightly older i um mm-hmm. I literally, to me, that's a sign of, okay, somebody's insecure or somebody's that, like, now I've got to back off from this person and the person that I met through them is my friend just because we hit it off. I I, I don't know. It's like, for me, I never put ownership on anything and I don't look at, it doesn't matter that I was friends with this person and you guys got married and whatever. Great that w- it, it it worked out the way it was supposed to work out, that right, we became so friends an and we became similar friends. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's not about claiming somebody. Yeah. It's not about claiming somebody. No, I just,
1: it's interesting when you see the paths that people take. And I love how you talk about, you know, life not being linear Yeah. because he's between the two of us and Scott, I'm sure you have your own stories, but (laughs) nothing runs in a straight line, right? Like man, we plan and God laughs. Like I see it all. It's all going to be so perfect. And then it's like, ah, COVID. Yeah. Jokes
2: on you. You oh, know. Gosh.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and there's so, there is a story that you shared with me that we can touch on after the ex experts if you want, about you got hit with a lot at once. And when I look at you today, no one would ever know. But that's up to you. We'll let's talk about ex experts. But I think it would be very inspirational, even if you didn't I'm get it. I'm happy
1: in. to talk about it. I'm happy to talk about it now.
0: Okay. Um, I, I just got guys, listen up on this one because Listen, as I said, everybody's got a story and this is, I don't know, it's, it's such a testament to who you are as a person, as a woman, just as an overall human being. And it's, it's really important. So thank you. Share it, please.
1: Thank you. I am, I have, I don't know if it's a skill or a super, I almost feel like it's a superpower. Mm -hmm. I've learned how to compartmentalize things that are negative in my life so it doesn't impact me now it does creep on me, creep up on me at night when i try to sleep so that i know it's a bigger issue and i can't fully compartmentalize it i'm not burying it but sometimes it's too big to put in a compartment um so 2020 i am with this fantastic man. I call him my super hot boyfriend because I don't want to keep saying his name, but he is. (laughs) And he lights up my life. And I've been in a few relationships since um, my separation. And I learned from each of those relationships. And as soon as my gut didn't feel good, I was like, he's got to go. I'm not doing this again. He's got to go. And um, I just feel like Things that come your way, come your way because you are in your best place. These are just what I've learned over the last 13 years. A lot of work, a lot of facing, you know, it took two to tango in your marriage. It took two to screw it up. And, you know, everybody chooses what they do with that. But I take my responsibility. I want to be the best mom I can be, the best person for myself that I can be, because then I can be good to everybody else. If I'm miserable and fetchy and gossipy and chirpy, that's definitely not how I see myself for my life. So 2020 hits COVID, right? I look at 2020 as one of my best years. I'm with this awesome man. We ran away to Vermont when we could. My kids were home from college, my two girls, and my son was home from school. We had family dinners. Oh, my God. I think that's when I had them in high chairs and I had to lock them down.
2: I think that's the
1: last time. And those weren't relaxing. Now we can have a cocktail and, you know, have dinner or whatever. Um, So many great gifts came out of COVID for me in terms of, quality good time with my friends i was supposed to have a big 50th last year and i had like a 100 people because it was one price i'm like everybody come everybody come and my birthday ended up being two walking dates with masks you know on opposite side of the street because it was in may and we did you know cheers toasts on my front lawn and my friends drove out from the city six feet apart and my my boyfriend and his kids and my kids Made me this awesome like fiesta. Sure. And it was the one of the greatest birthdays ever. And um, so that's how I look at 2020. Just like a great gift of time with the people who matter the most. But if you look at what happened to me in 2020, I lost my job. I was in the hospital um, two times with very serious health issues, by the way totally a healthy person i run every day i eat green i do all i'm supposed to do i do love a dirty martini and a freshly baked chocolate chip cookie yep. but otherwise i really am like good and i've never been sick like that i've only been in the hospital i have my kids i never broke a bone i just not somebody not wood, so i don't yeah. break a bone but <laughs> And so these things happen. And Jessica and I were doing having a conversation about how we look back. And I said, I don't let things that happen to me define me. I don't know how I don't have that happen. That's when I talk about compartmentalizing things. But I don't. I feel like that was those were outer body experiences for me. I took losing my job as an opportunity to start this with Jessica and look for something new. I love to learn. I'm a troll on the internet in terms of
2: <laughs> wow, look how
1: cool that is. This is new information. I knew a new song. Now there's TikTok. I gotta learn to dance. Like, you know, <laughs> oh, I I I'm a sponge <laughs> for, for goodness. Yeah. Um, and and you know, a little bit of craziness too. But sure. I so perspective, I think is what you were getting at. And my perspective is isn't always the glasses half full, but there's always an opportunity. Right. I just feel like there's there's always an opportunity and it doesn't happen overnight. We've been working on this project over a year now, still annoyed with the website not being up, but gave us time to clean up other stuff and, you know, do things like this with you guys and, yep. you know, kind of get our name out there. So I always flip it. I'm an out of the box thinker and I just go for the gold. Got so it. So that's, that's me.
0: Yeah. Got it. So you and Jessica got together. How did this, I mean, I think I have an idea, but we all want to hear it. How did X experts get started? And let's do a little bit of uh, I, I call this part of the show, like the, how I built this part of the show. Uh, no, no, no okay. copyright infringement here. And uh, how do we, you know what I mean? Like literally it's the, how you built this part of the show. So you and Jessica, obviously you've got this great friendship, tons of support, Complete honesty, trust, everything, no expectations yet. Here you are.
1: So it was 2008 when we separated. Yep. And Jess was in broadcasting and XM radio was new. So again, we're still super young. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I said, we should start a divorce talk radio show. You just turn off the radio, no one's wow. tracking you. Tons of content. We won't run out of guests but my divorce took four years and I could not have work and home be divorced. It just, it was, Oh it was yeah. Just Way be- too much. So I said, let's move on. Then we, we have Jessica's a different career. Now I moved on to a career. And then when I was in transition, after I lost my job, I started on the internet again, there's nothing out there for people going through a divorce when I was pregnant there, again, not aging myself, there was a website called Baby Center.
2: It mm-hmm. carries
1: you through your whole pregnancy. She's got fingernails, got hair, sucking in his thin, you know, thumb, whatever.
2: Yep. Like and it only phases. took you the
1: nine months, and then you were done with it. That's what we want to be for people going through a divorce.
0: That's brilliant. It's a
1: limited amount of time. It's it's a hot minute in the story of your life. It is a big, impactful time in your life, just like a pregnancy would be. But There is a light on the other side. So that's why we created X experts. We've lived it. So we get it is our tagline. And we're going to ask the questions that I didn't know to ask when I was going through it. I just got a lawyer, went there and just spewed my stuff all over the place. Now you can have a collaborative divorce. You can have a mediation. There are divorce coaches out there. Did you know there's a checklist of questions that you should ask before you even do this? Do you want discernment therapy to save your marriage? I mean, the the options are mind blowing. And I don't think anybody knows.
0: No, I I was going to say, I mean, you you know how my mind thinks sometimes, but I'm like, if you can just. If it's easy to become an ordained minister and marry people, I want to be an ordained like divorce divorce counselor (laughs) or divorce. I think you guys are more coaches than me, but just, just a counselor just to talk through it because I love that metaphor and talk about guys, smart business plans Come up with a business plan that you can literally put in a tweet or do your elevator pitch so that whether it's between the zero, the first and the 20th floor, by the time you hit the 20th floor, you understand it. And I think I completely understand what you and Jessica are doing in that 30 seconds, what you just said. And and the fact that you, the metaphor of the nine months and the baby, it's like, that's divorce, right? It should be a nine month or maybe make it a 12 month process oh, at the most. Rich. I know. Well, yeah. but yeah, it's like, why can't it be? Anyway, sorry. I just. Just it can to tell that be out.
1: though. It can be. It's, right. it's the matter of who the characters are. Right. Jessica and her ex had an amicable divorce. They wrote their agreement and they told the lawyers to read it. This is what they wanted. Put the seal on it. It took two years, but it wasn't two years. Right. You know, there's a difference for me. It took four years, but I was still, I started dating. Okay. I found a new home for my kids. I started my career up again it wasn't holding me back. Right. It's just a t- too long to put the seal on the stupid paper. Right. That, that was the problem. And, and if you are in a relationship where just one of the players of the four is resistant and, um, just resistant to everything. Right. And then, then it throws it all off and then it kind of sucks. I mean, yeah. that's just what it was. So, so,
0: so then, so you guys are doing this and now it's, you, when, when was it, when did you guys give birth to this? 2020 was this during COVID or just 2019,
1: 2019? we started thinking about it okay and 2020, we d- we started like really putting it together. We started our podcast. We have a very robust library of podcasts that we're going to start launching once the website launches in a few weeks. Great. And it's everything. And, and look, like with any regardless of where you are in your life, everybody's got stuff, right? Everyone's got a shift, something that happens, death, a birth, a marriage, moving, new career, whatever, where you have to shift gears, your mind is going to explode. So just like with divorce, I don't want to read anymore. I sit with my lawyers and read stuff. We've made the website. I hate the terms dummy it down, but that's what you need when you're going (laughs) through a divorce. I want you to spoon feed it to me. And that's what we're doing. We have our podcasts, we'll also have articles that accompany the podcast. we'll have video versions. So however so you have choose a to consume the information mm-hmm. is up to you. Yes, there'll be a YouTube channel, okay. our newsletter is what I wish I knew. There you all go. All of us real life experts paying it forward. We got it. We understand.
0: So when this, this might
1: be how you feel, do, whatever. These,
0: these ideas, you kind of, the, these kind of iterated over time, like you guys, have, uh, initially you come up with this great business plan, simple, easy to understand. And, and most importantly, relatable, right? So right, key, right. key components. And now as you go through it, like, where did you find the perfect? Cause you guys talk to a lot of professionals. I mean, it must've been a lot of networking, shaking hands, calling cold, calling people. Cause I find a lot of people when they start something, the toughest thing they have is the ask. The ask is the, is the toughest thing for a lot of people.
1: Well, it, that's very interesting because real life experts yeah. want to tell their story. Yeah. The problem is that it depends on what story you want people to hear there are a bunch of great support groups on facebook right but there is one that is completely toxic and spouse bashing or Oof. ex bashing we're not into that yeah that's not healthy for those people who are bashing they're hurting themselves like yeah. so that's not something that we are supporting at all So as far as the experts are concerned, you really only need to start with a few. Yeah. Because they all have their own tribe. Mm -hmm. So a lawyer has a forensic they work with, a therapist they work with. Everybody knows somebody else that they work with. So we've actually cast a very nice web. We don't cold, cold call our experts unless we have done full research on them. It's really important that our experts are vetted. We want to make sure that we are bringing in people who we would hire if we were in that position today. Yeah. So also what we're doing is aligning ourselves with people who, um, have more visibility. Like we, we we've spoken with a few people who are, you know, celebrities in their own right, who doesn't matter. They're a celebrity. They're a human being that went through a divorce and divorce sucks. And that doesn't change. It's just that for a celebrity, your stuff is all over the place. I know you guys should get J-Lo. It's not Does, even the, the truth.
0: The J-Lo thing. I mean, even though it's not really a divorce. I, it would be, mean, I mean, come on. on.
1: How many times are they also going to tell me about Jen Aniston and Brad Pitt? Like, yeah. will you just let them move exactly. on? <laughs>
2: exactly. I know. I
1: mean, the fairy tale's <laughs> over. But but so we we have we have vetted and now we are reaching. We have um, experts in California, mm-hmm. experts in Texas, and now because of COVID, so much is on Zoom, Yeah. other than um, a lawyer and a financial, all the other support services are nationwide. And we have dating experts and dating coaches. We interviewed a girl yesterday who will set up your dating profile for you. She will write your bio. She will help you find your guys. She will coach you on being the best you. She will how to tell you how to dress for a date. She'll do mock dates for you. Like, Oh, wow. It, it's there, there is, there is a lot out there and we're trying to keep it light and happy. And Jessica unfortunately is on her second divorce. Yeah. So she was dating through COVID. And so we created a segment called, is it a date? So it's all Jessica's like dating dilemmas and, little quick, funny stories. So that does touch you when you go through divorce. Like I've not dated a guy in 20 years. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't even flirt.
0: So are all I these, serve, I, wear? I mean, you these know? Are, this is pretty impressive. So these services, are these going to be, uh, th- these are going to be part of your website when it launches, so when you go on there, it's like, you can, you can, th- this is the, the portal to access all these incredible services.
1: hundred percent. Okay. We have created an this. ecosystem of, um, everything that touches divorce, which is the pain point in the middle, but everything around that runs through the ecosystem of divorce is is an opportunity for something better for you. And we have the professionals, we have the information, we have us. You can ask us anything about divorce on the yeah. website through social media. We will answer your questions. Also between us and our, our you know our men and everything we've got 10 kids under the age of 30 from like 12 to 30. Those are our kid experts. Yeah. Wouldn't I have liked to have asked someone's kid, what did you hate about your parents telling you about their divorce? Wow. Because I don't want to do it. Huge. And we can vet those questions so that our kids aren't put on the spot. Yeah. And then they'll answer them and put it out there. So those are the kinds of, 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 that's the type of information without an agenda, other than to help support you in the way you need to be supported, and give you the information in the way you like to consume it
0: mm-hmm. to
1: make the process a little less painful.
0: Yeah, that I mean, that's huge. And again, I uh, I, I wish this was investable. I, I wish this was a Shark Tank episode. It could be. <laughs> I know, right? Well, we'll have to talk Except about. Except
1: I watch Shark Tank, and they're like, "What are your numbers?" I've got no numbers right now. <laughs> I know. Well, that, I can help you with that. We're building. We're building. I know. Our audience. You'll
0: you'll have you have other numbers though. So that's the yeah. that's the key. You got to raise the other numbers. Don't worry about the sales, the money thing. I mean, I, there's already things in my head. I'm like, hey, we could, you could, yeah. There's there's ways to there's ways to monetize. There's access. There's subscription. There's a lot of of interesting things, especially for true professional content, not the, not the, the other crap, not only with, with people that say they're divorce experts, but all the, uh, you know, some of the marketing people that reach out to me and they're like, don't you want a wow factor? And I'm like, the fact that you said, wow, factor, like we're already, it's just, (laughs) I dropped the phone. Like it's over. Like, wow, <laughs> it's not dropped the
1: mic, it's dropped the phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or the,
0: or the, uh, you know, a friend of mine, I, I've been coaching him. I was almost a little offended and he goes, oh yeah, I'm thinking about going with this executive coach. I said, really? Who? And I looked at the website and it's all like, do you want to be a superstar? We make superstars out of our clients because they know how to listen. And I mean, it is the, it's like literally you just Googled executive coach and just added some, you know what I mean? so i right, i, I drink uh, we're
1: yeah, drinking the Kool-Aid.
0: exactly stay
1: away from the Kool-Aid. exactly
0: yeah all that sugar it just that's, doesn't work
1: <laughs> that's why when you look for divorce or anything yeah. it's like going on webmd right yep and, and trying to like diagnose yourself it's the same thing with divorce you should not yeah. do it online you should not you should interview people you should trust your gut surround yourself with people who are positive and supportive and you'll get through it. You right. will totally get through it. And don't listen to the popular voice.
0: It almost sounds I mean, like, yeah, it it almost sounds like you're like, you know what you would have done differently. And that's what this is all about. If I if, it, knowing what I know now, this is what I would have done way back when. And that's what you're doing now for other people, which is great because we always yeah, say that, right? If yeah. I could go back, I would. And. You know.
1: Jessica's experience is completely different than mine in terms of her divorce, which makes us really even more valuable here. I'm not I just agree. telling you my perspective. We bounce off each other, yep. we balance each other. She, I mean, I said already, she wrote a book with him. Like yeah. she does holidays with him. She yeah. celebrated Mother's Day with him and his girlfriend and his parents. Wow. And his girlfriends. His other girlfriend, his <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not even modern family. I don't know what she is. Yeah, That will never be me, but, yes. but it's fine that it's her. It's great that she was Absol- able to get there and do that. So between the two of us, we totally get it.
0: Yep. Absolutely. This, this is great. And I have, I have one other question just around this and with the experts that you've spoken to, did they. What's their opinion on certain couples or certain people that are going through divorce? Do certain people literally drag it out without knowing they're dragging it out because it's tough to accept the loss or it's tough to um, it's just there's no accept. You, you feel like you're accepting it, but you're really not. It's kind of like a bad break. Like to me, you're never really broken up until you've stopped talking for at least 30 to 60 days, because if if you break up and you keep, oh, we just get together for, you know coffee, quote unquote, mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. oh, we just, you know, he texts me once in a while. It's like, I've always found that some of my best exes have been the ones that I've taken a break from. And now it's like, yeah. oh, we've just restarted. And now we're just approaching it differently. I don't know. Do, do, so do think, experts think, did they say that, that some people just sometimes divorces that go? And I'm certainly not saying this about you. Yours was very complex.
1: No, no, no. Yeah. So I think a few things. If you don't have kids, then I agree with you. You don't talk to them. Right. If you have kids right and it's it's like my situation, it's it's like gut wrenching. Yep. Um to to engage with them. Um I think that the experts will say that it depends because okay. every divorce is very different they say very it's a unique, snowflake right? it's a fingerprint you know they have tons of metaphors for it Yeah. but that really is the truth every individual is different and then you put two individuals together and then they each get a lawyer like I got a shark yeah. of a lawyer because yeah. out of fear it yeah. was a knee jerk reaction I got a bulldog shark female attorney
2: yeah.
1: to go for blood <laughs> And he got the male <laughs> version of that. Oh, God. And so we created a toxic environment.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So back then when, you, when oh, you're when you getting a divorce, did you get a lawyer? That's the first question. Did you get your lawyer? Yeah. Did you interview yeah. the lawyer? Because if you meet with the lawyer, he cannot retain that lawyer. Because That's right. Fine.
0: Yes, yes. That's right. I've learned
2: so that. You
1: can go interview every popular lawyer in town. He won't get it. But but you know what? That's not the way to do it. And no. there's so many options now. You should take a step back. You should take a breath. These divorce coaches who are really good divorce coaches kind of help you get your shit together. Like, do you know the passwords for your financials? Do you yep. know if there's any money? Do you make money? Do you have a career? Like kind of managing your expectation. Wow. You're a stay-at-home mom. And you've never worked and your kids are going to college. Holy shit. What are you going to do?
0: That's right.
1: How do you start a career? So uh, some of the divorce coaches that we've spoken to are amazing and kind of help you like, okay, let's just chill out. Let's get a lay of the land before you start playing paying an attorney $500 an hour to be your paid therapist. There you go. So there are just so many wonderful opportunities now. I think to have an unevent as uneventful divorce as possible, but you've got four people who have to be on the same page. And like I said, Darren and Jessica wrote their agreement and then brought in the the attorneys, I mean, and they all sat ideal, together. I think right? only once. Yeah, I think they only sat together once.
0: That's ideal for
1: me. It wasn't like that, so. If you just take a step back and you're like, you know what, I think that he and I can can work this out. Yeah. It's 95% mental, 5% legal. If you can manage the mental, he cheated on you. Okay, whatever. Yeah. People yeah. aren't okay, whatever, with that. They're not. For me, I was like, whew, not my problem anymore. Thank well, you very much.
0: Well, because it sounds like internally, you knew you were ready. And this was just your, it's just like, here are the keys to the door, like the keys to the car. I'm done. It's my my
1: freedom ticket. That's right. I just wrapped it and ran in a much,
0: much less serious and emotional situation. I've had that twice before once in a relationship and once in a friendship where it's like the person did something and I'm like, here's my way out. Because I just, for whatever reason, I was still like, well, maybe I'm like, nope, here's a way out. And I, and it's not even out of anger. It's like, Relief, everything's fine, but you chose to do this to not go out. Exactly,
1: it's a little bit of fear, and and it's okay to be afraid. Like everything that you feel going through, like any kind of a serious relationship or marriage or whatever. Yeah, I'm now learning that it's okay, you know, to be upset. It's okay to be afraid. Like I've got like you know an armor on most of the time, and so I don't really accept. I, I look at like tears and fear as weakness, but it's really not weakness. No. It's just, you're human. That's all. You're just human. So you go through the motions and you leave when you're ready and you don't have to explain anything to anybody. Yep. You just have to live with yourself.
0: And that is a perfect way to wrap it up. So one funny question I have to ask from the past, and it's not yes. an ego thing, but I've just, cause out of everybody, there's one I always for what just I always think of your mom from time to time because there was something about her that I found very I guess as a gay guy I found very attractive I wasn't attracted to your mom but I find and I I feel like the attraction was somewhat similar out of all the guys of the gang at that time I think I was one of your mom's favorites yes or no
1: do you remember her name George
0: I should and now I'm panicking. So-
1: I'm going to give you a hint. She called me during COVID and she said, why is everybody using my name in a negative way?
0: Of course, <laughs> uh, that's what. I'm... God, what's your name? God, what's her name? Karen. Karen. That's, that's right. right. Karen. That's I remembered, right. and I remembered your dad's mother's name because she used to call out to Rose all the time. Rose. Rose. Hello. So I remembered Rose, but I couldn't remember. <laughs> that's right. Karen. I forgot oh my, it. Everyone using. My name. Don't so tell your mom I forgot it. Cookie.
1: We could we could do a whole podcast on Karen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> don't for, Don't tell Karen I forgot her name. It was just because I was on under pressure. I just I always It's all good,
1: George. It's all good. I remember at the
0: wedding every we just I just always got on with Karen. I felt she like I did. She was
1: always very buttoned up and yes. Scott and everybody else listening. She's the reason why top hat and tails and gloves were required at my wedding. That's right. The only fight we won was no canes because that was <laughs> like really pushing it. The Mr.
0: Peanut, and yeah.
1: It was her wedding. It was clear it was karen's wedding, wedding for th and kevin <laughs> and i remember going to kleinfeld's for my dress and she'll like she's like okay she wants a high neck and long sleeves i'm like i want short sleeves Sleep. and off the shoulder you are not choking me down the aisle no way <laughs> so you can choose your battles but i think i mean everybody gets a kick out of my mom because I, she says stuff that nobody has the balls to say yep and she means it she's Like, she'll say, I'm just, I'm just, I have the best intentions in telling you this. Yep. (laughs) And you're like, really? There's no filter. Yeah. So
0: I don't know. She's definitely
1: entertaining. That's why I loved her. And that's why she loved you.
0: Yeah, exactly. I just get on with her and it just, it was just there. So good. One mystery solved. (laughs) I love it. No, because I told you, I think of her fondly and I do remember your grandmother too, both of them, but I remember that. So, um, TH, thank you for being here. Um. In a first, we are going to have a part two to this podcast because we're going to bring Jessica on, and TH and Jessica are going to take us through more of X-Experts. So we'll learn a little bit more about Jessica, not as deep because, hey, TH and I are friends, so we went a little deeper. Um, <laughs> but we will have a part two with the X-Experts, um, and TH, it's X-Experts eventually. It will be x But your podcast is now, so it's, it will be xexperts.com. It's not there yet, folks, but we, um, we also have, uh, you have podcasts up. So
1: the podcasts are X are under X experts, E X E X P E R T S. And our Instagram is also up and going. It'll link you to the podcast, give you the teasers. We have lots of great stuff up there. That's also fun. And like, really kind of sarcastic, great quotes up there. Cause Jessica's got that kind of mind. Yep. So um, you can find us on Instagram and on anywhere you listen to your podcast. Found
0: right it. Now. I just followed. Yep. And you can awesome. find, you'll be able to find the X experts um, via the curious George Instagram. And we're going to update our website as well and all the other socials and all that fun stuff. And uh, when, uh, just before this, this episode and the second part airs, we'll obviously do a big, uh, big promotion and feel free to reach out to the X experts directly, or I'd be happy to make an introduction.
2: Thank Th, you so
1: thank much. Thank you this so was much. So fun.
0: This was fun. I it was really a great way a great to spend time. an afternoon. Me too. Me too. For sure. Um, I don't know if you want to hang out for a second. Let me just wrap up the show and then I can do a proper goodbye, but great. Thank you so much, TH. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. All right, folks. So Scott, so first solo, what do you think? How'd I do? This was great. You <laughs> you, you did a great job. Well, you always do a great job. Yeah, you t- you act that. like you don't know what you you know. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing, but you know what you're doing. I do love it. I mean, you remember we talked as a kid. I always wanted to be the talk show host and all that stuff. So it's, it's. This yeah, Todd like,
2: told me about that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like, you you know, you, you, you do something that's fun. And if you're doing something, it's fun. Like, just like you, you built this business. You do it because it's fun and you want to yeah. do it. Um, In this case, I think TH Jessica, it's not fun, but what I love about these two women is they saw an opportunity, and I want to dive more into that into part two when Jessica joins us. They saw an opportunity in the market, and they took something that is very unpleasant, very emotional draining, and very expensive, and they're packaging it with like, it doesn't have to be this way. And by being vulnerable... And by helping others, I think yeah. they're also helping themselves because I find that through this podcast when I talk to people, you know, only by, you know, people say it all the time. And it's true. Only by helping others do you truly help yourself. So, yeah. And that's the part that I really like about about what they're doing is yeah. the fact that they're really their whole point was to help others to get better, you know, to get yep. through it, and not have to experience what they experienced. Yep. But, you know, if they're going to make a career out of it, then that's all the better. Yep. And so listeners, and again, if you want to know how to start a business, go back to, I think it's around time, the, the time of 32 or 33 minutes in where we're talking about the business and TH gave the pitch. It was 30 seconds, 30 seconds. You understood what was going on and look what, look what's being built around it. So when you're thinking of an idea, remember. Keep it simple, keep it relatable, and you should be able to do it e- either, you know, going up or down in an elevator with somebody. I know that sounds a little salacious or <laughs> or it should be the length of a tweet or just a little bit longer. But that should be, you know, if that's your business mission or your business plan, boom, there it is. So I thought that was brilliant. So. Awesome. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, we'll have part two with uh, T.H. and Jessica and the experts. Thanks, Scott. Say goodbye, George. Goodbye, George.